0: Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect, and we mess
1: up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry, but we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this
0: together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect laugh
1: and even cry
2: together it's a beautiful community motherhood brought us together Christ holds us together
1: welcome to the faith mamas podcast hello faith mamas and welcome back to another episode of the faith mamas podcast we're so excited that you tuned in today and today we're going to be talking about some tough stuff some gut chicks that God, uh, I believe, wants us to learn about ourselves and about Him. So uh, I'm going to kick it over to my sister Janice, who's going to tell us a little bit about the Mom Life Roll Call.
0: Well, the Mom Life Roll Call. This is the part of our show that all my daughter always speaks up when I'm supposed to do this, and I just told her before I started saying, "Is London, don't talk until mommy does the Mom Life Roll Call." This is a portion of our show where we get to talk as moms about our stories that we go through with our children. They are the funny moments sometimes they are the sad moments they are the happy moments but the most important thing is that they are moments that make us moms and we love them so we put them on blast during our podcast so ladies let me ask you this because um we're all in a very interesting place in the world right now as people are going to hear this podcast do you all have any funny mom life moments that you're dealing with right now or that you've dealt with
2: Oh, man, I think that there are a ton of moments that I could think about um, that just during this, what, quarantine time or whatever, social distancing, which social distancing is not a thing in my house. My kids don't know how to distance anything. Uh, They're like all up on me. Uh, But I do want to also, I want to shout out, there was a mom life moment that I saw in the village that I thought was pretty dope. It is from MJ. So hey girl, hey MJ. She is rocking it out with homeschooling during this time. Like I am watching her just be amazing. And I have to shout her out for this experiment that she did with her kids. That my kids are now like, mommy, can we do that? Mommy, can we do that? She literally took um her kids outside and they created like a volcanic explosion. And there was green stuff everywhere. And they looked like they had an absolute ball. And I'm like, you know what? That's how that's how we do a quarantine that that looks like a lot of fun and then I thought about doing it with my kids and then I thought about the cleanup and then I said let's just watch a YouTube video so that's just where it is but to MJ giving you all the thumbs up great job you inspire us keep going yes yeah, let's go blow some stuff up what better way to be quarantined with your kids than to blow stuff up <laughs> Janice I love you you're always talking about blowing stuff up <laughs> I love it. That is so awesome. Well, today, I would say speaking about blowing stuff up, but it actually doesn't have anything to do with blowing stuff up, hopefully. Um, So today, we are actually going to be talking about the topic of self-sabotage and some people may be listening to this and like what in the world is self-sabotage do I do that is that a thing like I've heard about sabotage but self-sabotage what is that and for me it's not a new thing because this is something that God has been working with me on for a while which is myself self-sabotaging things and so basically what it is is it's when we get in the way of what God is trying to do or we get in the way of the good that we know is for us. And one of the easiest ways to think about this is with eating. At least for me, or with health and fitness and weight loss and things like that. Um it's that moment, you know, when you're like, you know, I want to get my life healthy. I'm ready to get I'm ready to get everything healthy and you literally have gone to the grocery store, you've picked out everything your refrigerator is stocked with food and you go I want McDonald's and you go and get it and then you feel horrible about it and you're like why did I just do that that right there that's self sabotage because it's like why am I standing in the way of the life that I know that God has for me why am I standing in the way and so we are actually going to look at a uh a section in Genesis, I think it's one of those places where we don't think of it as self-sabotage because it kind of set up the whole world for a little bit of a topsy-turvy journey, but it is at the very beginning in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 7, and we know it as the fall, but today we are going to look at it through the lens of self sabotage and see if we can find anything out so i will go ahead and read it i'm reading from the niv version and again that's genesis chapter 3 verse 1 through 7 it says now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the lord god had made he said to the woman did god really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden the woman said to the serpent We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. All right, if you know how this story goes, you kind of know that the state of the world, (laughs) the sin that has entered the world started right here. But I want us to think about Eve in that moment. I want us to think about the fact that she was in this beautiful garden. She had all the things that God had given her. um, They both did. They had all these amazing things that God gave them. Um, They were connected to him. So my question is, what do you think caused Eve to be willing to forfeit that for this if that makes any sense like what do you think was on Eve's mind what What are some things that would be on your mind that would cause you to eat whatever the this serpent was telling her to eat like what do you guys think was on her mind
1: I think for me it would maybe be like well it's not that bad like maybe the consequences won't be that bad it's like how I try to justify to myself when I eat something that I know I probably shouldn't it's like it's something very very similar to that it's kind of like well you know I had such an emotional day yes I deserve to eat this cupcake like maybe in her head she was trying to like justify uh her her behavior yep
0: I totally agree with that Ryan it's interesting we're talking about this because I literally was thinking about this two nights ago and I'm gonna tell y'all I felt so I was and we hadn't even talked about the scripture I just read what we're supposed to read today um so I was like man I feel so sad for Eve because she didn't know any better she didn't mean any harm we give her such a bad rap um and I just think about like how would I feel if I was her and I made a mistake and you know she didn't know I feel she didn't know the ramification and I feel what you like? What you were saying, Ryan? I think when she, when we read what the word tells us, she looked at, she saw it looked okay. And you know, sometimes we say, "Hey, this looks okay," and and you know, well, you just have that brief moment where you contemplate, mm, maybe it's not that bad for me. It's like, hey, I'll go buy myself this thing. You know, I deserve it. I work hard. Why not? Um, And I'll do it because, and I kind of study it. Like I study stuff I'm gonna buy before I get it. And it's not for educational purposes. It's because I'm convincing myself, you do need that. Oh, go ahead and get it. Just go ahead and get it. There's nothing wrong with it. You'll be fine. You can make stuff work out later. You know, I just, I think she, in her mind, like you were saying, Ryan, she didn't think it was as big of a deal as it ended up being. And I honestly, I don't even think she knew the magnitude of what she had and that what she would do wouldn't bring the fulfillment that she
2: was trick me to believe in it would yeah i think you said something that is really key or one thing that really popped out to me is that if we look at what the serpent said to her like we know that she knew that god said if you do this you're gonna die like we know that she knew that because she said it but the enemy seemed to really be good at tap dancing on the fact of like but are you really gonna die and But what if you're missing out? What if what God is telling you that you have isn't the best that there is? What if there's something else out there? What if there's more? What if by just not eating this fruit, you are now missing out on a life that you would love? Like, what if? And it kind of made me think, with When we talk about self-sabotage, when we talk about, like Ryan says, you know, eating that cupcake, even though we're like, we don't need this cupcake, but we're going to eat it anyway. Like, is there fear attached to those things? Is it a fear of missing out? Is it a fear of, you know not having enough like is it a fear of always being in the same situation and you want to do something different like could it be possible that the thing that causes us to sabotage the good stuff that God has for us is the fear that maybe there's more
0: yep I believe that's exactly what it is honestly um and you know I think about even it's almost like you know I've done it sometimes like well if I do this maybe I'm kind of helping God How are you helping him? Like, and it's like, no, you're not helping him because that is not what he told you to do. So no, you're actually not helping him. But like you said, it's just that feeling of, hey, you know what? For me, it's like, am I helping him by doing this? Or, well, maybe I am missing out on this. So maybe I should try. It's like, there's a void somewhere, I think, that we're trying to feel, but we're not feeling it with the right thing.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's that notion that like, oh, what if like how is this gonna how is this gonna impact me how is this gonna like hurt or what if I don't do this what what am I going to be missing out on if I don't do this thing um but it's it's so interesting um there's this book that I read maybe like two years ago it's called counterfeit comforts and it talks about exactly all of the things that we like turn and run to um, in a self-sabotaging manner instead of, like, turning our attention and our hearts toward God, because like you said, Janice, we are trying to fill a void, Um, and sometimes, most of the time, all the time, it's a void that only God can fill, Um, and instead of turning to those counterfeit comforts, whether it be, you know, food or shopping or you know, movies you shouldn't watch, or music you shouldn't listen to, whatever your kind of counterfeit comfort is, that's all like a um, means of self-sabotage to draw our hearts away from what God is calling us to do.
2: Yeah, that's so good, and I gotta check that book out, Counterfeit Comfort, that just, the title of that book just hit me just now, and you know, as we're talking about it, I was thinking about Areas in my life that I self sabotage. And maybe we can talk a little bit about areas in our life where we see this happening, but I'll go first. So, an area in my life that I've really noticed that I self sabotage is twofold. It's kind of like in the area of um, finances sometimes and in the area of food. And those things, it's not like I don't want to say this, but I'm going to be real. I find that when I get emotional, or when I feel out of control, or when I feel like things are crumbling in my life, I tend to say, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm going to just go get ice cream cone, or I'm going to go get this um, burger or something like that. I tend to go and try to get something like I try to buy something um, for myself. But I say that that's a self sabotage, because I have goals, like financial goals, and I also have health goals that I, like, in my right mind, I'm like, okay, you know, these are my goals. These are my savings goals. This is what I'm trying to do. And when I'm in my right mind and, you know, walking the power of the Lord, it's like, yeah, but then when all of these emotions pop up, And then I start thinking, oh, you know, I've been working on these goals forever. Like, let me just go and get this. Let me just go and do that. I think that there's a bit of fear there that I'm not actually going to accomplish the goal. Like, I feel like when everything feels like it's just falling in on me, it's almost like I feel like, oh, I'm going to be sacrificing myself forever, or, you know, I'm never going to be able to spend, if I don't spend today, I'm never going to get the chance to do this, if I don't do it today, I'm always going to have to, you know, not go out to eat, if I don't just take the time to do it today, I only have one life, like all these things just kind of flood to my mind, and I realize, as we're talking, that it really is rooted in, in fear, fear that I won't accomplish the goal and fear that I'll live my life and miss out on everything. Um, if I don't do it now, if I don't do it today. And so, who even though that feels icky to say that's, that's real for me. And so I'm wondering if you guys have any areas in your life where you are recognizing that, Hey, there's some self-sabotaging patterns, um, that are going on that are kind of keeping you from the very goals or from the very things that God has promised you?
0: Oh man, I don't even know if mine is gonna make sense. So I'm gonna try to articulate what it is. I noticed that I self-sabotage in the area of um, kind of breaking through barriers. So like uh, there's certain things I know, I I, sometimes I could could be doing more, I should be doing more, I should be at a different place in my life. And so what I'll do is when I get right up on the brink of, you know, get pumped up by talking to someone or hearing something. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to break this barrier. And then I feel like something will come through and like discourage me. And then I shut down. And so instead of pushing forward, I feel like I take like five steps back and I feel like I'm already starting and stopping, starting and stopping, starting and stopping. And when I'm in the stop phase, the self-sabotage is, well, maybe you just were not meant for this. Or you actually really do do enough stuff. Do you really need to do anything more? Or, you know, maybe that works out for that person because that's their life. But your life isn't like that so maybe you should just be really content and happy with all the things you've accomplished and not try any harder like this is what's reeling in my head and so or then I'll stop and say well that idea you think people may want they probably really don't want that you know I talk my, my self-sabotage I talk myself out of pushing past the barrier so I'll sit right there and I'll contemplate and say well yeah that's on my heart and that sounds like a great ambition but is that really for me? Is it really possible? And so I'll just kind of pull all the way back. Like I have those moments where I'll push hard because I'll, you know, I'll hear things or someone will say something and it'll resonate. And even God has been telling me stuff. And I'll go, but I feel like I'm about to go. And then something always kind of like yanks me back. And when I get yanked back, I get to the self-talk of, well, are you sure? Maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you shouldn't do it. Maybe you're too old to do that. Why start now? Just keep going it'll be okay. Stay where you are, you work too hard, that kind of thing. So I hope that makes sense. I kind of, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, but that's kind of what I go through.
1: Yeah, that makes complete sense, Journeys, and I actually really relate to that same kind of pattern of thought. I think for me, um, my areas of self-sabotage definitely come in with like food um, for sure, and then also with with finances too like I have not always been the best steward of uh, managing my resources and in an effort to like conserve what I have I guess so to speak like I won't spend like I will just like you know even though you know I'm able to I just won't because I'm so terrified of making bad decisions um with my finances that I have in the past um that I I just kind of freeze and I
2: I I have definitely done that in other areas of my life um as well yeah you know I was writing down some of the things that we talked about like you know, basically talking ourselves out of it, um, talking ourselves out of pushing through or, you know, the food and the finance thing where it's either overspending on my end or not spending at all on Ryan's end um, and both of them kind of blocking us from wherever God is trying to take us. And I realized that there is a fear that is fueling all of this. There's a fear that's fueling all of it. There's a fear that's fueling talking ourselves out of it. There's a fear that's fueling the way that we spend the money when we're emotional or not emotional. There's a way. There's a fear that's fueling the way that we eat. Um, there's typically a fear that's fueling it. And everywhere we see in scripture that someone quote unquote self sabotages, like. Eve is one, right? Eve is one that we can look at and we can say, man, Eve, you had it all. Why in the world? But you can see that the enemy really stepped on the fear of missing out. Are you missing out on something? Is there something that God is withholding from you? And then you look at Abraham, right? You know, God gave him a promise that he was going to have a child, but then his wife was like, well, let me just give you my handmaid. And then he was like, well, I guess that's cool because it's this fear of like, well, it has been a long time, God. Maybe I need to help you. Maybe you know maybe there's maybe I'm missing out on something maybe I missed her misheard you and then even when we look at King David like Talk about self-sabotage, like he took someone else's wife and then had that man basically killed in war, and God was like, seriously, you could have asked me for anything, and I would have given it to you, I've given it to you before, but it's like this fear of like, but I want that thing, and God, you probably aren't going to give me that thing, so I'm going to go get it for myself. And so this fear that, hey, God, you know, what I really want, you're not going to give me as opposed to a confidence in knowing whatever God gives me is what I need. And so my question is, what are some of the fears, if we can be super real, because I'm believing that as we're super vulnerable, people are going to hear themselves in this podcast and be like, yep, that's me. Because I think that as we uncover what fear is fueling it, then we can see real change. Because I don't know about you guys, but dealing with it on the surface, like trying to change the behavior without understanding the root of a thing, it don't work for me. Like I can put on my wall all day long, say, when you're sad, Dominique, don't eat fast food. I can do that all day long. But if I can't, if I don't take the time to figure out what is fueling this thing, then I'm really not combating and fighting it the most effective way so let's take a moment and think what are some of the fears that are fueling these self-sabotaging behaviors in our life
1: for me one that really sticks out like the first immediate one that sticks out is like the fear that I'm gonna mess something up like whatever the situation or area in my life is the fear is always like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess this up. Like, there's no way that, you know, the God who sits in heaven, um, who created the heavens and the earth can bless me with this, this amazing, beautiful, awesome thing. Like, I'm me being human, Ryan, Nicole Gaines, like, I'm gonna mess this up somehow.
2: Man, that's so real. And since you went first, I'm gonna um, ask you, if you mess up, what is the fear? What what do you, what are you afraid will happen?
1: That the blessing would be taken away. That somehow God would be like, oh daughter, I'm so disappointed in you. You did not handle that the way I I thought you would.
2: And you know, I find so interesting that a lot of times the first fear that jumps out to us is real, but usually there's something else under it too. Like what you said, like the fear that I'm going to mess something up is so real. But then an undercurrent fear that can sometimes go unnoticed is the fear that it's going to get taken, that this thing, that this blessing, whatever it is, you know, is going to get taken away. And I think that that's so real. What you got, niece? I see you thinking. You like deep in thought. I am deep in thought because I was trying to skip to the second level of
0: the fear already. Cause I was like, what is my issue? <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, so if I could think the first level, when I was talking about, um, my self-sabotage, self-sabotage is there's a fear of failure because I don't want to get it wrong. And when I asked myself, well, why does it matter if you get it wrong? And then I realized Mine goes to a place that I really despise, and that is the fear of being making a mistake, and then people looking like, "Oh, you messed that up. Oh, you stepped out there and thought that was going to be right. That's wrong." Um, it's what people will think.
2: Which is terrible, but but it's true. Man, I think that is so good and so true, and it's so interesting. Like you said that you know, we take the first layer, which may be the fear of failure, and then go down at one level and like, why am I afraid of failing? And then it maybe it's like what Janice was saying, the fear of what people will think about me. And then even if we go a level deeper, why? Well, what if people think the worst about you? Like, what's after that? Like, and continue to go, I think we will find some really deep things. So for me, Um, I was looking at some of the things that I said and I think one of the fears that I have is that I'll never get to live a life I enjoy. And so that's a fear of mine that I think drives me to, I'm just going to do this because, you know, it's this fear that, you know, I'll always be working for someone. I'll always be putting my all in and, you know, it never is going to get me anywhere. So this fear that, you know, I'll work this hard and I'm still going to be broke or I'll work this hard and I'll still, you know, be where exactly where I am today. And so that's the fear. And I think if I take it, Oh goodness, I'm getting teary eyed. Okay. Woo. Let me breathe through this thing. If I take it a step deeper, I think the reason, like why are you afraid if you never get anywhere different than where you, where you are today. And I think that the fear under that is that, you know, I'm going to let my kids down and they're going to continue the same cycles that I feel like I've been on and watched my parents go through. And, you know, they're going to be in the same place and we're going to be generation after generation of no movement um, financially and, and things like that. And and no movement in regards to enjoying our lives and knowing what that really looks like to enjoy life. And I just don't want my kids to to not know how to enjoy life. And so that's, oh goodness, that was hard to say. I don't think I've ever said it out loud. (laughs) I don't think I've ever said it out loud, but, you know, just that's an undercurrent fear. And I think that when we talk about self-sabotage, it's so important to go as deep as you possibly can to find out what really is fueling this thing, because like When you look at Eve's situation and what the enemy was was able to do, and if you look at the enemy in our life, he typically functions on urgency. He typically wants you to make a decision right now. Do it right now. I want you to make a decision right now. And why does he do that? Because when we get an opportunity to think and say, okay, why do I feel this way? Why do I, where is this coming from? When we start going deeper, it starts stripping away the power that the enemy has over us. Like when you start really looking like, hold on, wait a minute, why am I thinking this? And follow those thoughts as deep as they'll go. um, It starts to, you start to realize that it's deeper than let's just go get a really quick fast food something, you know, or let's just go do this really fast, it's deeper than that. And so it kind of releases some of the, the hole that the enemy has in that particular area when we're willing to think and not move so fast and not move away from it so fast. And I don't know if anybody else, but I try to rush from, from uncomfortable feelings very fast. Is that y'all? Do y'all do that? Is it just
1: me? 100%. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Every day. Right. We, I try to like run away from uncomfortable feelings, whatever's going to make me feel comfortable. Like, like, let me do that. So I don't feel uncomfortable. And I think that that is where we get tripped up and where we start making decisions that take us further from where we know God is taking us or kind of get in the way of where we know God is taking us. Whew, so that was, y'all, that was a big ball of vulnerability. Do y'all feel vulnerable? Do y'all feel like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So vulnerable that my child is giving me a back massage as we talk.
2: (laughs) She's like, it's okay, Molly. It's okay. (laughs) It'll be all right. All right, well, that really is the first episode, or the first episode of the series is just. What is the undercurrent fear? What's the fear that's causing us to feel this way? And so if you're listening to this podcast, um, I pray that you take some time to just think about, okay, these are the things that I find myself doing that I don't want to do. And start asking yourself, what fear is fueling this behavior? What fear is fueling this behavior? And then go a step deeper and say, well, what fear is fueling that fear? And go as far as we can go to find the layers of fear that God wants to deal with in our life. And then I want you to join us next week as we talk about how to break free from the fear that causes self-sabotage. I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of looking forward to that episode after I just vulnerable, transparented my life out there. So I'm kind of looking forward to um how do we break free from the fear according to the word of god i'm like really hype about that all right i'm gonna kick it over to my sister ryan and ask her if she can pray us out today
1: of course of course father god we thank you lord for showing up on this episode of this podcast today lord god We thank you so much for all of the lives that will be impacted by this episode, Lord God. And I pray God for each and every person, woman, mom, listening to this episode, Lord, that you would give us all the courage to dig deep with you uh, these next few weeks and days, Lord God, as we try to uncover really truly what it is that we are trying to replace you with, Father God, those counterfeit comforts that uh, self-sabotage, self-sabotaging behaviors, God, that um, are not of you, Father. So, Lord, I pray that you would walk with each of us. You know every single individual's um, needs. And um, I pray, Lord God, that you would give us the courage to dig deep and to walk this journey with you, Lord God, uncovering um, all of our self-sabotaging behaviors and fears um, so that we can walk in the purpose and the will that you have called us to freely, not um, just, you know, merely day to day, but truly being free, Lord God, the way you have called us to be free, Father God. So God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to honor and glorify your name through this podcast, Lord God. And um, may this be a blessing to all of those that receive it. In Jesus' name, amen.